Production. Recorded live. Okay, well, tonight, well tonight, tonight we're going to be talking about Billy Graham and kind of the history of Billy Graham, his legacy, and I'm not saying that in a positive manner. You can have negative legacy. And uh, I've asked Kevin to kind of start the discussion, and then after that we're going to move over to... Uh, uh, we're going to kind of move around the circle. Uh, we're going to have Chris talk to us a little bit, then Mark, and then Ed Henry. So go ahead, Kevin. Oh, okay. Um, I'm, uh, let's say, oh, yeah, the last comment that was made, I think, Larry, you, you talked about how the liberal and the conservative media are getting together on Billy Graham. It seems mm-hmm. that that's the only, th- the only thing they can agree on, but... Um, yeah. I myself had never attended any of his crusades. Um, I remember before I was saved in 79, I used to watch him on television. And, and the, my friends, my, my wife, my, the family, the others would talk about the Billy Graham crusade, and it was on, and we all had to watch it. And um, And I didn't know the Bible at that time. But I watched him, and I, I just saw how he manipulated the crowd to, to come forward, to lean on them, bring them to tears just about. And then he would tell them that their coming forward was coming to Christ. Right. And, uh, right. and so that was one of the things that drove me to the Scriptures, because I wanted to see what the Bible said about coming to Christ. Uh, so... And, and then, then what came to my mind was um, a passage in Second Corinthians chapter four, uh, verses three. It says, "But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost." And I, and and after reading the Bible and seeing the truth and coming to the knowledge of salvation by sovereign grace, I never heard Billy Graham talk in those terms. It was always what man needed to do, and he needed to do it right now. Uh, you know, and um, there's another verse, verse 13. It says, we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe and therefore I have spoken. And we also believe and therefore we speak. Well, he, I never heard him speak the gospel. Uh, therefore, he, he never believed it because had he believed it, he would have spoken it. So he, he had a lot of things to say but he was always short of how God saves a soul. It, 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 he was a free willer, as so many are. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, for, yeah I, the question on the Facebook today was, do we think Billy Graham was saved? And I said, no, I don't think he is. Unless he had a last-minute uh, deathbed conversion that we don't know about. But it's very unlikely because he was so confused to the very end of his life and, uh, and and he seemed to spout off more error as he uh, got older. So um, yeah, I, it's just it shows how close we can be and and not have it right. And look at how look how the world is is viewing him as a great man of God. It, mm-hmm. it shows it shows the grave ignorance that that they're in as well. I mean. Uh, I just, I just think a, a, a lot of good points, Kevin. In fact, I was thinking when you were saying, you know, he proclaimed the death, the burial, and resurrection of Christ. But the problem mm-hmm. was, the problem, the problem with his gospel was, the only way you're going to obtain it is if you 
make a choice. Yeah. And you and yeah. his favorite his favorite I heard him say this more than often he would say this one slogan. He would say, The choice you make tonight is going to control your destiny a hundred years from now. That's yeah. free will yeah. all the way. That's sure. That's sure. That's, yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris just, uh go ahead, and Kevin, just, finish and and just the name of his program, the hour of decision. You know, yeah. it, 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 just thinking in those terms, he never knew the gospel. He never understood it. That's and right. Thought, yeah. yeah. Right. In fact, his magazine also was called Decision Magazine. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. Well, uh, Kevin, that was a good that was a good point of view from that 360 degree uh, approach that I'm sure yeah. will fill all degrees uh, tonight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I, be, I tend to understand Billy Graham as someone around the Bible and so-called Bible people for for many generations, mm-hmm. and I, I I I tend to think that of course in all that time he he surveyed the doctrine of grace and was cognizant of it, and now he didn't teach it. But there's a lot of preachers that that they could even understand it. Now, whether Billy did or not, I don't know. But I know in his time, he did see this and look at it, and, and it was optional for him. <laughs> but what I'm saying is a lot of preachers that are generally hireling, and no doubt about it, Billy was a hireling. And yep. for filthy lucre's sake, they will lead their flock and you'll all understand that they'll they'll reconcile in their minds that the the uh the means justify the end yeah so mm-hmm. they'll go ahead and perpetuate a lie uh, thinking that it's gonna it's gonna end up good for people mm-hmm. so i can't who am i to slam anyone Eternally, I wouldn't want my worst enemy to to go to hell for for uh, forever. Yeah, you know, right. uh, uh, the terror of the Lord, you know, uh, causes us to uh, share the truth. Yeah, there's a verse similar to that. Sure, but I I can't judge the man, uh, the mm-hmm. Lord. Uh, you know, everybody's right on board. What a swell guy and everything, but. Right. He, he was a hireling, and he mm-hmm. made a lot of money, and he was he loved the limelight. Must have, mm-hmm. I guess. Didn't they refer to him as as God's uh, uh, pastor? I, I mean, America's pastor. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and so forth. And the acclamation, yeah. you know, the acclaim, everything. You know, he, he, he groveled it. He he loved it. I, I know he did. Otherwise, he wouldn't have have, have done this. But. Uh, <laughs> Is, and again, deathbed, deathbed uh, awakenings are 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 a lot rare. We yeah. give them too much credit. Nobody, nobody yeah. really recants on their death and can uh-huh. and can be saved at, at their discretion. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's that's a that's a point of view that I wanted to uh, bring in. Well, Chris, you made Chris, you made some really good points, and you know, I think that. Uh, everybody would agree that you know we're uh, we're not making a judgment regarding his eternal salvation, but we are making discernments about his false teachings. 
And I think that's the that's the difference. We can see very clearly that the man uh, was teaching a doctrine of works, you know. And so, uh, Mark, uh, you're up. Mark Kennedy, uh, kind of give hi. us your give give us hi, give us your overview on uh, what we're talking about. Well, one thing historically in the 1970s, he popularized that phrase "born again," which is a misquotation of scripture which really should say born from above. So he he misquoted. That's the best example of everything you guys are talking about is in the 1970s, he popularized that phrase born again, which is a misquotation of scripture, which really should say born from above. Well, that's a, that's a really good point. Having come out of the New Age movement, uh, yeah. There, there were people in the New Age movement that talked about having a born again experience. I mean, a lot mm. of people, a lot of people that are re- in reincarnation have been born multiple times again. Okay, mm-hmm. and so you're right. It's the origin of where you're born from. That's a really good point, Mark. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. In Billy Graham's view, it puts the emphasis on man born again. Are you born again? But if you say born from above, it indicates the work of the Spirit. Yeah, and he makes makes that experience being, like you said, the predeterminer of that is letting God into your heart. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, allowing God to do this and allowing God to do that. Uh, Ed, Mm -hmm. why don't you uh, pick up there where Mark uh, was and uh, kind of give your overview. Well, I, I was a start with Luke 6.26. Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. For so did yep. their fathers to the prof, to the false prophets. And uh, that's what we're dealing with here with Billy Graham. Uh, he is yeah. a false prophet. Um, now, with Billy Graham, Jim Shaw was a 33-degree mason before he was saved. And he wrote a book. Um, I can't remember the title of it. I believe something about the deception, something deception. But anyway, in the book, he revealed that Billy Graham was at his 33-degree introduction. So he was whatever the ceremony is to become a 33rd-degree mason. And only 33rd degree Masons were allowed to be at that ceremony. So, and it was at the Mother Lodge, I believe, in Washington, D.C., or Alexandria, uh, uh, in, uh, up near Washington, D.C., but I think it's in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said that Billy Graham was there. Now, in the book, he said a world famous preacher. He didn't actually say Billy Graham's name. Why? Because the publisher would not allow him to say so. But in subsequent interviews, he did reveal that 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 preacher, uh, that world-famous preacher, was in fact Billy Graham, and the only people allowed at that ceremony were 33-degree Masons. Now, why is that important? Well, the reason that's important is because the god of Freemasonry is Lucifer. (laughs) And uh, Albert Pike stated, and I will quote from Albert Pike, who is the supreme pontiff of the... Uh, Freemasonry, and he wrote the book, Morals and Doctrine of Freemasonry, and that is the Bible of Freemasonry today, and he says, the doctrine of Satanism and heresy 
And the true and pure philosophical religion is the belief in Lucifer, the equal of Adonai, but Lucifer, God of light and God of good, is struggling for humanity against Adonai, the God of darkness and evil. Okay? So here he calls God the God of darkness and evil. He calls God evil. And I believe that uh, these people who buy in completely into what is going on in masonry uh, have it, to some, I mean, I can't say all of them because obviously Jim Shaw got out of it, but these people are, they are in, uh, in a religion where their God is Lucifer. And if you look at Billy Graham and what he taught and what he believed and what he said he believed, uh, he was a heathen. He was not a Christian. He was a heathen playing a role of a Christian. And he said, for instance, as an example, uh, he said that he used to think pagans in far-off countries were lost, were going to hell. But he changed his mind. And he said that, yes, they, they don't need to know Jesus, okay? Uh, so he follows the Catholic doctrine. And he, and basic, he has basically said, also, he's gone on record in saying that, um, that he believes that his religion is very, his thought, okay, of what Christianity is, is very close to Roman Catholic theology. In fact, he called the Pope uh, the greatest, the Pope, this was Pope John Paul II he's referring to, the greatest spiritual leader of the modern world, okay? And when he would have his crusades, he would have Roman Catholic priests okay, uh, with him on the Crusades, and also when people would come up to, uh, uh, when he would call them to the altar, he would have his servants, okay, find out what church they attended, and he would send them right back to the Catholic churches. If they find out uh, that they were Catholics, he would send them back to Catholics. And he would have his Crusades in South America, and the, the ministers in South America were outraged. They were not, people, ministers were not raised in the United States, but they were outraged in South America because he came in and destroyed their Christian churches because he would send people right back to the Roman Catholic Church. Here they're trying to find the gospel, okay? The, the, the Protestant Christian ministers are trying to spread the gospel. They bring in Billy Graham, and he tells people to go right back to the Catholic Church, Okay? Uh, the man was evil. He was evil, and he, was, he had a mission of destroying churches. That was his mission. And uh, he was very closely affiliated with the Roman Catholic Church. Well, that's really... You brought up a lot of really good points. In fact, you're right. He began, he took an opposition against the World Council of Churches and then became immersed in it and said, that the world can't Larry, I cannot hear a thing you're saying. I don't. Can anybody else hear Larry? I can't hear him. Yeah, I can hear him, but uh, I, I can hear him fairly well. Yeah. Everybody, everybody is breaking up to me. To what I hear, everybody's breaking up. We could hear you very well, um, and all your points were very well made. Um, yes. Basically, basically, what Billy Graham. When he first started, he came against the World Council of Churches, but a short time later, he became one of the main leaders in the World Council of Churches and said that it was 
it was uh, led by the Holy Spirit and everything. So you made a lot of really good points, Ed, especially as it relates to his Masonic influence. And there's all mm-hmm. kinds, there's all kind of information about his Masonic signs. He's oh, yeah. got, he's got Masonic, just he's got Masonic stamped all over him. Okay. He refused, uh, by the way. He refused to actually address whether he was a Freemason. Nobody yes. could ever. Nobody was ever allowed to ask him that question. Uh, he let. He had his underlings deny he was a Freemason, uh, but in fact, they found his name on a Masonic roll that was on the internet, and it was subsequently removed when people discovered it. Okay, so yeah, he they, he went through efforts to to conceal his Masonic roots. Yeah, in a letter, a correspondence letter from his attorney to a Masonic Lodge in Michigan uh, shows that the attorney wrote the letter for Billy Graham to ask them not to broadcast that he was a part of the order. Uh, and so they also have that correspondence. He was trying. And by the way, that book you're talking about, Shaw, is a deadly deception. And you, right. can get, you can get a copy of it on Amazon. Uh, it's really inexpensive. I've read the book. It's got a lot of really good points in the book that just exposes, uh, as well as, like you pointed out, he has a history, a long history of alliance with Rome, very close friends with Pope John Paul, spent three weeks with Pope John Paul in Vatican, and so on. Uh, I'm going to go back now to Kevin, and Kevin, what I'd like for you to do is uh, kind of go through uh, your understanding of what kind of propelled Billy Graham. I don't know how much you know of his history, but he started at Bob Jones University, then he went to a uh, university in Florida, and then ended up in Wheaton College. And now mm-hmm. both of those universities, the the university, the Bible College in Florida and Wheaton College, are both now totally denying Scripture. They're into evolution. They're denying the birth and birth and all of that. But go ahead, and we'll just make the circle again. Go ahead, uh, Kevin. Well, you know, it's possible for Billy to start off by just getting a carnal understanding of the scriptures. And then in his pride, he would just build an an association and a, a program that he himself was a cult leader of. And that's what he did. It was a very successful business uh, as well. Because when the people came forward, they were given literature, and then they were encouraged to buy his books. So it it was it, he he got uh, he actually with the Crusades he was given great favor by the cities when when he would sometimes he was even donated the uh, stadiums where he would uh, give the the message. So he had great favor. He was a politician. And and like you say, he, he would uh, befriend the Catholics because they have such power as well. And he just never got into the scriptures, let the scriptures teach him. He he had an agenda, and he was he was a moral man. I don't think a, a scandal was ever attached to him, unlike uh, Jimmy Swagger. But um, and that again, good morality gives credence to, to maybe truthfulness, but but we know by the Holy Spirit that He did not speak the truth from the Bible regarding salvation. 
So nobody was ever saved by his words. Uh, they, they may be saved by words of truth spoken by someone else, or they would read the scriptures for themselves. Well, you know, one of the things that Bill Clinton said was the thing he liked best about Billy Graham is Billy Graham accepted him just the way he was. Uh-huh. And so, in other words, Billy Graham did not uh, ever say, you know, you need to repent of your sins. You need to, you need to, uh, you know, this is evil in the sight of God. He was totally uh-huh. accepting, told, told Bill Clinton, God loves you no matter what, all of this nonsense. Uh-huh. And so this was also, this, why do you think, and I think, I like what you said about he was a, polit- he was a politician's politician. Because yes. he 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 had the acceptance of Nixon, he had the acceptance of Eisenhower, he had the acceptance of uh, Richard Nixon, George Bush Senior, George Bush Junior, uh, Jimmy Carter, even a Barack Obama, Barack Obama, and of course Bill Clinton, uh, Gerald yep. Ford. All of those, uh, you know, whistled his whistled his pleasures, you know, yes. and so yeah, that. It just like old, uh, Ed says, beware when all men speak well of you. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, that's that's broad is the way that leads to destruction. Many there be a find it. And you see this as all these hundreds of thousands of people are going and looking at his coffin and giving him his final respect. You know, mm-hmm. just like they're they're like sheep. You know, uh, yeah. Mark uh, Mark Kennedy, do you have any any other further comments on this? Not at this time. Thank you, though. I'm enjoying listening. Okay. Um, why don't we move on to uh, Chris? Uh, Chris, you mentioned that, uh, you know, that it was a false gospel, that he was not preaching sovereign grace. And I heard that he was actually raised in a Calvinistic home, and he departed from that, and he began to uh, question, you know, what his his parents actually what the, he was brought up under I don't know how much truth there is in that but mm-hmm. we know that he he never speak now he would speak he reminds me of a double speak he reminds me a lot of like uh, oh the what's the guy that that's been on with the Southern Baptist for so many years and he, he talks about election and predestination Stanley Charles Stanley. Yeah, oh, yes, yes, yes. He reminds me a lot of Charles Stanley, of the double speak. But yet, mm-hmm. Charles Stanley always leaves it up to man. Okay, leaves it up to man to make the first step. Yeah. And uh, one of the, they asked one of the people in the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association how they view their organization, and his answer was, "We're cooperative agents with God." Okay, and and he described themselves as being change agents. Okay, uh, Chris, what do you have to say about that? Well, that's all. All that above is I can see that in a hireling, you know. But he was a head hireling, and yep. it's a it's God. It's ordained of God that he was a he was really a tool of of Lucifer. By the way, thirty three degrees and beyond. They they tell you the big secret, you know, you go through all these degrees and you are now, uh, now you understand Lucifer is your God. They hold that back. Uh, by the way, that book was called, uh, by Pike, was Morals and Dogma. 
if I'm not mistaken. But my point here is in regard to, uh, we'll just, I'll just call Billy the hireling, spawned so much false religion. Mm-hmm. And and it was proliferated through through many generations. He lived, what, 99 years on this earth. And he's responsible for, now, some of these, you know, they get so, you know, people can can be so in, entrenched in their lie that they, they actually come to believe it. You know, like have your best life now and prosperity, and it's a prosperity gospel and everything, you know, like that. And but but he's he's like the father of of so much false doctrine or easy believism. And you know, the gospel. I think we've all agreed that the gospel, the true gospel itself, is a simple gospel, basically. Mm-hmm. And what he did, he didn't see it like that. He tended to make it, attempt to make it simpler in car, car, carnal man and make it right. even more appealing and make it an easy turnkey uh, uh, conversion. This is all you have to do. Walk mm-hmm. down the aisle. He appealed to those that are prone to uh, uh, feelings and emotions and using that leverage you can you can really do a lot of damage to anyone that would sit in his in his presence and boy he would fill them up and Uh you know he'd fill up those uh those coliseums and so forth and then the and the old altar call and yeah but it's not an emotional feel the gospel isn't has nothing to do with our sensations or well, yeah. emotions. The other, the, other so the other thing too, Chris, is that uh, I was I told the people at Joplin this Sunday that if I'd had a chance to ask Billy Graham one question, it would be this: uh, I would have said, "Billy, I want to read you a passage of scripture, and I want to get your response to it." Um. For the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him to call us. It is written, Jacob, I love, but Esau have I hated. So then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but God that showeth mercy. What's your response to that, Billy? What a good question. Wow. (laughs) That's a great question. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ed, uh, why don't you continue? Uh, I thought you did a really good job of pointing out that this is not even a, this is not just a false gospel. This is not even the gospel that he was proclaiming. This is something totally different. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and let me tell you how seductive he, ha- he was. Um, when I was first saved, uh, I wanted to share the gospel with everybody that I came across, including family members. And I remember my uncle um, telling me, why can't you be more like Billy Graham? Because huh. the first thing I saw oh. when I was saved was the, was the uh, uh, 
the whore of Babylon in the Catholic Church. And so I wanted to warn my family about the Roman Catholic doctrine, the church. And so I was critical of the Catholic Church, and he, he wanted to know why I couldn't be more like Billy Graham. And I thought that was really telling, okay? And that's before I really knew anything about Billy Graham. Now, taking, now going back further, okay, in the past, like 20 years before that, um, actually, yeah, maybe, maybe 10 years before that, 1977, okay, I was at the no- University of Notre Dame as a student. And they had a crusade, a no, a, a, a get this, a Billy Graham crusade on the campus of Notre Dame University at uh, wow. the stadium, at the wow. Notre Dame Stadium, okay, uh, they had a Billy Graham crusade. Now, I did not attend the crusade, but as a Roman Catholic, I thought, at that time, as a heathen, I'm thinking, well, shoot, we, you know, how, how open-minded are the Catholics? We're, we're inviting him here. We must also be Christian. See, it was, it was almost like the, the stamp of approval on the Roman Catholic theology is, hey, we're all Christian. It was this ecumenical thought I had in my mind, as deluded as I was. Now, he was invited by Theodore uh, Hesburgh, who was the... Uh, he was the president of Notre Dame at that time, and I, 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 had, I had met him, and I'd spoken with Hesburgh, and boy, I'll tell you, uh, his persona, his public persona, as you were propagandized, I mean, he, he rubbed shoulders with all the bigwigs, presidents, uh, you name it. And my impression was, when speaking with him, is he was just a corrupt man. First thing huh. he did when I spoke to him was tell me a dirty joke. Wow! This is, this is a Roman Catholic. This is the Roman Catholic priest. Now, at that time, I was a heathen, but I didn't forget it. It made an impression right. on me. I saw him right. immediately and perceived him as being corrupt. But uh, you know, the this idea that he would be so close to the Catholics to be invited to be invited on their campus to have a crusade that tells you. He was in league. The two men cannot, they cannot walk together unless they be agreed. Amen. Amen. That's, a really, that's a really good point. And, you know, I was thinking about, now I will tell you that uh, I hate to admit this, but I have, you know, I was really in, I was really in, um, you know, when I was involved in the New Age movement, I pretty well got immersed in everything. I mean, it didn't matter what it was. I wanted to find out everything I could by finding out everything that people uh, that were in the hyper-Arminian movement were promoting, you know. So I went to Benny Hinn. I went to Benny Hinn in St. Louis. I went to Billy Graham uh, Crusade at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. Uh, one, One weekend at the... Uh, Unity Village in Kansas City. Robert Shuler was there with Unity Village people and so on. And after being so immersed in all this garbage, what I found is that it was it was absolutely the personification of evil. That's all I can say. It was total mind control. Like you said, Ed, when I was at that state, Arrowhead Stadium uh, where he had his, his thing in, in Kansas City, uh, it was total emotional mind control. He made the statement that 
there there's two things that are going to happen tonight. If you make a decision for Christ, it's going to change your life forever. If you make a, a, a decision against Christ, it's going to change your life forever. That's Yeah. I can't hear a thing you're saying. Yeah, Can anybody I, else hear him? There was, a, there was just a pause. That's all. After yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But that was good. He, he made it sound like uh, you can decide right now what your destiny will be. And, and that's mm-hmm. complete ignorance of the scripture. So, you know. Well, that's placing one in God's stead. And far yeah. be it from yeah, yeah, from us. Yeah. I I mean, yeah. you know, we're we're sinners, brother. But but right. boy, I, I don't want to be. I don't want to attempt or ever come off like I'm placing myself in God's stead. I mean, that's right, God's right. realm. Yeah. Well, there is a verse that says, "Who art thou that judgest another man's servant? You know, to his own master, he'll either stand or fall." But we're not judging his soul. Uh, I'm judging what came out of his mouth or what didn't come out of his mouth. You, right, you know? right. Yeah, that, yeah that's he wasn't God's servant. He was a ser- servant of, right, uh, right. of of the evil one, uh, you know. Yeah. No, no. yeah. But it, I, I just wonder if he knew it or not because it's so well, You, you want to so know something that I yeah, thought no. was, was odd about Billy Graham? And mm. it always bothered me, and I didn't know at that time what I know now about him, but it just did seem a little bit odd, and that is his hair. I thought he had the oddest long hair, which I thought was, I, I just hit me, it's hit me strange. And, and then I read the Bible, and it says it's a shame for a man to have long hair. Well, you know, he loved his hair. He, he was like Absalom. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, he loved his hair. Of course, we we all did in, in those days. You know? Yeah, because we had hair. I, I don't remember his hair being particularly long. No, I mean, it, it never touched it his wasn't shoulders. Exaggeratedly long, but I do know. Right. I did notice it was long around his ears and the back and along the back. It just it mm-hmm. just hit me as strange. It, it, was not at all, it was not at all what you would expect as a conservative haircut of the time. It it's very interesting. It's interesting you would bring that up, Ed, because I just saw a blip of him today. Uh, they asked him when the Beatles were really popular. They asked him what he thought of the Beatles, and he said, "Well, you know, everybody gets bent out of shape about their long hair." And he said, "Hey, you know that will pass. I find the Beatles very refreshing." That was what Billy Graham really? said. Really. Really? Yes. Well, you know, the yes. Beatles were follows, followers of Aleister Crowley, uh, yeah. a Satan worshiper, okay? So we mm. can go all the way down the occult road with the with the Beatles, okay? That was a mind yeah. control program, uh, and Billy Graham, of course, being a 33rd degree mason, was in on that. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, well, Rock, rock and Roll, yeah, rock and roll was, was, a, was a, what you just said, an MK It was a CIA introduction. Yeah. Uh, in the yeah, 50s, on the, on, in the, the, on, the front of, on the front of the Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band album, Aleister Crowley's picture was on that. You know? Yeah, oh yeah, and Jimmy Page, who, who who reinvented rock and roll and gave it more clout in his in his days with Zepp Zeppelin. He, I mean, mm-hmm. he 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 actually bought 
Crawley's home. Wow. Yeah, I think you're right. Lock yeah, I, I've heard about that. Yeah, I mean, this is this is this rock and roll music is is evil, and oh, yeah. part of it, part of it. I don't know if you know anything about music. I don't. I know what I read. I'm not a musician, but I understand that a backbeat that is more than 60 beats a minute creates uh, unusual stress and makes you subject uh, uh, to uh, mind control and neurotic behavior. So that's why that's why at concerts, people you see people their body swaying. You ever notice that? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's actually that's actually a neurosis. That people say, oh, I'm 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 you know I'm moving to the beat of the music. No, that's neurotic behavior. I was once sitting behind a person at a stoplight and I couldn't hear their radio, but I could watch their their body and their body yeah. moving. If you think about it, just take the the music out of it and watch people how they move. That's mm-hmm. that's neurosis. That's devil possession. People call it neurosis, but it's actually devil possession. People yeah, I are can allowing see the, spirits yeah. to take control of their bodies. They, right, they're being taken by the music. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. You can even you can even see that with uh, when you're they're playing music uh, like the parrots and birds and even even small chimpanzees. They start swaying to the music and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they, they've done research with rock and roll music and played it to uh, plants, and the plants withered and died, whereas they had classical music, and they thrived and, 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 uh, and, and grew. That's true. That's true. It's interesting because in the late uh, 80s and early 90s, Michael W. Smith, who is a Christian rock artist, whatever that is, is very close to Billy Graham. And he just got through a couple of days ago doing a memorial to Billy Graham, and he said one of the last things he remembers about Billy Graham is Billy Graham came to him and said, hey, we have to have a rock concert for all these youth and invite them to Christ. And so Michael W. Smith did a rock concert, and 10,000 people gave their hearts to Christ in that rock concert. And Michael Smith, Michael Smith was crying on the video, weeping. He said, "I was I was a partner with Billy Graham in bringing ten thousand people to Christ." Oh my! Well, actually, no one was saved there. And by the way, by the way, a Christian rock is kind of like being a Christian Satanist. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, you remember, do you remember the parable of the vineyard? The parable of the vineyard, where the the owner sent his servants out to get the fruit of the field. And they killed the servants, and then the owner said, "Well, I'll send my son, and they'll they'll reverence him." And then then they said, the people said, "Well, let's kill the son and take his inheritance." And that's what the false teachers, uh, false gospel preachers, do. They kill the truth about Christ and all that He's done and accomplished, and then they replace it with their exalted self, as in the pride of their bringing bringing people to Christ. They, they they're that's, that's taking that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, they're taking the place of the Holy Spirit. That's what they're doing. Yeah. And yeah. And, and and God's not going to have it. Just God is not going to have it. So, right. Yeah. It's yeah. not working. Right, right. Yeah. Who, who you know, is Central, Central, Go ahead. Central California. Mm. Yeah, Remember, I don't know. Uh, I Brother Rick. I don't know. I was trying to see if it might be Rick. Rick, if you have any comments, feel free to jump in as well. You know, I was thinking, and I've thought about this quite a bit, uh, in Second Thessalonians, 
uh, was describing uh, this this whole thing about God sending them strong delusion, delusion that they should believe a lie. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I was thinking about you know here here we are in nineteen you know two thousand eighteen, and Billy Graham is now in the rotunda of our Capitol building. And here we have a scripture that says that <laughs> let no man deceive you. It says, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. You know, it wouldn't surprise me, and I know a lot of people say, oh, that, that would never happen, but because... Because Billy Graham is such good friends with the Roman Catholics, it would not it would not surprise me if they they made they made Billy Graham a saint in the Roman Catholic Church. Boy, wouldn't that be something? Yeah, that would. Yeah. Well, of course, that, that would nail him as being false among the Protestants. You know, yeah, they yeah. call they call him the Protestant Pope. What an oxymoron in terms. Yeah, okay. sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can't have it both ways. And that's well, no, why Jesus Jesus said that if you, you're following me, you'll be hated of all men. And he oh, said that they hated, hated me first because I convict the world of sin. But Billy never convicted the world of the false gospel that's being preached by presenting the true gospel. He never did that. So therefore, he was never hated. And we see that today. He's loved all over the world. Yeah. yeah, whenever whenever Pope John Paul became uh, whatever appointed the Pope or whatever, uh, Billy Graham said that he had never met anyone that was more of a was a greater spiritual leader than Pope John Paul, mm-hmm. and so he he has endorsed the Roman Catholic Church for years and years, like. Ed said here he, he receives a, a honorary doctorate degree from a Jesuit university. Uh, and he has absolutely said that he has really good friends who are Jesuits. These, this is the military arm of the Roman Catholic Church against the gospel. And yet Billy Graham says he's friends of these people. Yeah. Oh, he, and he has also said, he's gone on record, in 1978, in an interview with McCall's Magazine, he said, I find that my beliefs are essentially the same as those of Orthodox Roman Catholics. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, somebody was doing an interview with him, and they were asking him about, what do you think about the Catholics praying to Mary? And he said, you know, I have no problem with that. In fact, I would think there would be good value in praying to Mary because look – She's closer to God than any of us. That's what he said. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, awesome. He, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, you're just completely missing the point that there's only one mediator between God yeah. and man, and it's Jesus Christ. Yeah. 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 You know, he, it makes me wonder who's going to fill his shoes, Franklin, and then think how much more credence and popularity are given to his. His uh, heir apparents, you've got uh, that believe the same lies, but they have they command audiences of free willers or, or easy believists, and you know like a, like the guy in uh, Hagee and so forth. 
and, and, and or, or I mean, they're a dime a dozen, but they're they're loaded to the hilts because they've they've swept masses that are convinced it's all true. So it's only going to grow, uh, brethren, because and the reason, and we're only going to. I hate to say this, we may grow a little bit, but in relatively show growth. I mean, uh, most churches of our of of our understanding and belief, what we believe. There may be 35 people there on average, and 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 they're doing their darndest to to pay the light bill, you know. Yet we right. have the right. truth, and this is how this is all ordained of God, but it's still a fact, you know. Right. You know, the, I, this thought this thought came to my mind, and I I know there's no this is no credence to this, but I mean, by the way, this all happened about him being put in the Capitol Rotunda on display within the last four days. That wasn't planned out. Uh, according to the, now it may have been, and it wasn't open, but what was reported by the 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 uh, Billy Graham Evangelistic Association is they received a letter from Rich McConnell and Ryan requesting this. Well, let me ask a question. Let me ask just a, a hypothetical, okay? What would happen if Billy Graham received a letter from uh, Netanyahu asking that he be placed in the embassy, the new embassy in Jerusalem, as a symbol of goodwill from the United States? That 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 he buried there? I'm just saying. What what would happen if if Netanyahu sent a letter to the to the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association says, you know, we would like because there's been so many derogatory things spoken against Billy Graham and his remarks to Nixon regarding the Jews and so on. And we know that he's repented of that totally. And we would like to welcome him to be buried in our new embassy in Jerusalem. And by the way, they now have they have now have the date, by the way. It's in May, I think it's the 13th of May, which is when the new embassy will open for the United States in Jerusalem. Uh, that's just a hypothetical, but I, I would tell you, Billy Graham Association would jump all over that, just like they jumped on the Rotenda deal, okay? Yeah, yeah well, he's yeah. so falsely esteemed, I guess, America and worldwide, for that matter, that, that let, let's let's ship his body all over creation for sure. display. Sure. As a symbol maker. of, as a symbol of 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 the truth that he taught and touched so many, well, like uh, sarcasm, like, sarcasm, mind. Like Ed said, do you know how many millions of dollars this is going to bring into the coffers of the? Uh, by the way, if you want to see something just hilarious, go on YouTube and put in on the search engine the mechanical cow in the Billy Graham Library, they have, they actually have the mechanical cow talking to you. And it looks like a real, it's a real, it looks like a real black and white cow. And it's, it's giving the, it's giving Billy Graham's gospel. And I'm thinking, man, why do they pick a cow? This is a modern day, uh, like a cat. Where is this? Where is this? This is, this is in the Billy Graham Library in in his library, it's a mechanical I'm, cow. I am completely mystified by this. You, Why you would they have a, cow, a talking cow? Well, well, they say they did it to 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 titillate the children. Okay, they did it for the children that come into the barn, 
you know, you have to have bossy in a barn, right? But I'm telling you, you've got to go to the web. You've got to go to YouTube and put in "mechanical talking cow" in Billy Graham Library, and you won't believe this cow. I mean, it looks so real, and it's like a modern day golden calf, man. And by the way, by the way, according to Frank Graham, that cow has made millions of dollars for the library because you, the cow won't talk until you feed it with money. No <laughs> oh way! My day. Oh my! No way! Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> I'll no, listen to it. you're kidding, right? Mm. No, I'm, t- I'm telling you, you, all you have to do is Google it up, brother. Mm-hmm. So, oh my. Does, this, I, does I it make it. Yeah, change? Yeah, I see it. Yeah. So, so can we get the cow to speak without putting money down? No, no. It's, 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 it's got the slots. You've got to feed it. <laughs> I'm not going to feed it. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I think it's fed quite well. Yeah, really. Don't it feed must... the cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, wow. uh, that's funny. Well, that's you know, every commercial. president, every president that he was counsel to was a complete dog, loser, un-American, unconstitutional, engaged us in unwarranted war. And so forth. Mm. These were all losers. You the know, last one I can funny. even with a you know the, right there, by the way, Kennedy, and he had his foibles. You know, do you I know the only Andrew you know, Jack, Jackson? Do you know, Sorry. Chris? Chris, do you know the only president that he ever knew that spoke against? You know who it was? Harry no. Truman. He went visit Harry Truman and had a terrible visit with Harry Truman when he left. It got in Time Magazine. Truman said, this guy's a fake and is a popularity seeker, period. That's what Truman said about Billy Graham. Was Truman a phony? Yeah. Was Truman a Presbyterian? No. Yes, he was. I thought Truman was also a Freemason. I thought they were both Freemasons. Well, all I know is I lived in Independence, Missouri for years. And he att- he attended. Now again, they were probably Masons too. But he attended the first Presbyterian church in Independence, uh, Missouri. Now he was very involved in the Kansas City Mafia, that, and the Pendergast brothers ran Truman. It was everybody knew that he was a puppet. But he was also he also was one of these people that if you crossed him, man, he spoke his mind. <laughs> okay, that's what he did. They got in Time Magazine on Billy. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. No way. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Because Billy was his best in those days. Yeah. And, yeah. and so to de- denounce him then was, was pretty bold. Yeah. 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 Well, well, I'll tell you, I sure don't miss the the man. Mm-hmm. No. I, I, and, but you know what? I was watching the procession going through his uh, house today. By the way, the coffin wasn't in the library. They had it in his in his home next to the library. And it showed these hundreds of thousands of people walking through. And these people were, weep, were weeping and just, oh, I mean, they were treating this person like he was God Almighty in the flesh. It was, it was, it was, it made me want to puke, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Either we're awfully wicked or we're right. <laughs> the world sees yeah. us mocking the greatest man that ever lived. <laughs> we, we better be right about it. <laughs> well, I got, you know, because I posted my thoughts on my Facebook, you know, account, mm-hmm. and I just put Larry Phillips' thoughts regarding the death of Billy Graham, and mm-hmm. I said, the gospel is not proclaiming lies. And I'm t- I'm telling you I've never gotten so many I've never gotten blasted so hard in my life. Oh, I mean wow. I, I I am an absolute heretic of all heretics. I'm God is going to slay me because I have attacked His anointed on and on and on. <laughs> sure, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. You're speaking okay. against the sacred cows, and they're going to blast you. <laughs> Well, listen, listen, guys. I, I I really enjoyed this, uh, and I think that the point is, it's real simple. Uh, it's like uh, Kevin started out the the broadcast with. There's only one gospel, and it's the gospel. It's it's the gospel of the grace of our Savior Jesus Christ, and the false gospel has always been the gospel of works, and you can't mix the two. It's like oil and water; they won't mix. And he tried to mix them. He tried to mix them, and he ended up mix them. He ended up mixing them and ended up with Nixon. Okay, I mean, he 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 actually preached the funeral of Richard Nixon. You know, wow. Uh, and so, and but anyway, uh, I think that uh, hopefully this will give. Um, and I will put this on this broadcast tonight on Facebook. Uh, and it will go out to 1,800 people tonight. But um, I I want to, it's like Ed says, I really don't have any problem given the, Paul Harvey used to say, another Mason, I think, uh, he used to say, well, this is the rest of the story. <laughs> well, let's give the rest of the story. Let's give at least yeah. the other side of the story, okay, so people can hear it, you know. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate everybody coming on tonight. Does anybody have any final comments? Uh, I'll just throw it open to anyone who wants to have any final say on it. Yeah. Well, well, you know, much covered it. Yeah, there's a verse that says, uh, "Why do you boast as though you didn't receive anything?" You know. Yeah. And and so we want everyone to know that we're not boasting in what we know that he didn't know. Right, right. Boasting in Christ, who revealed it to us, and we proclaim it, and uh, that's that's what we did tonight about Graham. Yeah, that's a really good point. There's a, you know, back to Second uh, Thessalonians here. It says, verse two, that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. Okay, right. all men, that's, that's all, right. all men don't have faith. And see, that was his gospel. His gospel was universal that God loves everybody. In fact, his last state, one some of his last statements were, was that, you know, you don't even have to know the name of Jesus Christ. In fact, he says, even if you're an unbeliever, if you're operating on all the light you've been given, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to be in heaven. I believe you're saved. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that God's God's Jesus Christ's atonement made it possible for all men, regardless of whether they believe or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Heresy. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
I'll just go down the line. Uh, uh, yeah, Mark Kennedy, do you have any ending comments? No, I just okay. hope that we can hope that those that are deceived by him, that the Holy Spirit will take them out of I pray. That's right. Uh, yeah, any final uh, uh, thoughts, Chris? Well, brethren, would I be rash in saying good riddance? as opposed to rest in peace, because we know the ultimate end of those that are are without the camp. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, harsh as it may seem mm-hmm. to the easy believest and, and the rest that are, that, that are the majority, mm-hmm. we yeah. are the majority. We are it's, the rest. That, that's really interesting, Chris, because I got a, a, a deal on one of my posts from Facebook, and the lady says, why would you do this when the man's died? Let him rest in peace, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I was just thinking, you know, there, he's not going to rest in peace if he has come to saving knowledge of Christ. There's no rest at all, okay. That's right. And so, anyway, uh, okay, uh, Ed, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, and I just want to punctuate what you said because if you Read what Jesus said about Judas. Uh, uh, good were it for that man if he had never been born. Oh wow! Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Good point. That's that's good point. Yeah. Well, I appreciate everyone's comments. I want to thank all of the guests that have joined us. We've had we have had a number of guests. Uh, tonight, uh, join us, and I don't know where they're from. I don't know if they came on from Facebook. I don't know where they're coming from. Uh, and uh, I also want to thank uh, Louise, guest four, uh, guest six, guest seven, uh, Canada, John, and of course the three Californias, and Ed, Chris, and Mark, and uh, Kevin, and uh, Central Coastal California as well. Yeah. Uh, hope hope you all have a great um, evening. Was that Central Coastal California just, just said yeah? Yeah, it's Rick. Uh, <laughs> hey, Rick. Rick, I wanted to introduce you, everybody. This is Rick Buterick, and he's been on maybe one or two times. Rick and I have had great fellowship uh, on Facebook. And, uh, Rick, uh, why don't you just uh, introduce yourself, and uh, we'll get the people get to know you uh, just briefly here real shortly. Uh, uh, Rick's, Rick Rick uh, gives care to elderly. Uh, and uh, go ahead, Rick. Just give a little bit of an overview of yourself. Yeah, uh, well, uh, I um, came into uh, the doctrine of election like about maybe 10 or 15 years ago. And... Uh, just, uh, just studying the life of Jacob because he had he was such a uh, uh, an example of my own life you know of right. depravity and, and um, failure and lying and cheating and stealing and sex, drugs and rock and roll and so forth Yeah, and uh, it reminded me of pretty much the whole gamut of what everybody was talking about in the in the life of the gathering demoniac, that uh, Jesus came to him. He, he didn't come to Jesus. Right. He had right. his disciples in the boat to go over to go over to to um, deliver him from his demons. And that's how Jesus came to me. 
because like Ed was saying about the concerts and stuff, I was at a yes concert and I actually I was on drugs and I actually saw this preacher come down and swoop and almost you know, I ducked. I thought, Well Wow. Wow Okay. And um, years later in the scripture and so forth and during my sessions in deliverance, getting deliverance from demons, that uh, he actually did come into me, along with so many others. But uh, and then, but with, back to the Gadarene demoniac, after um, Jesus delivered him, like myself, I was clothed and clothed in in the righteousness of Christ. Sitting, uh, sitting at the feet of Jesus in my, in my, uh, in my right mind. That's a, that's a, it's a great, it's a great testimony, brother. Absolutely. And you know, and that's that that's the power of God opposed to the power of man. That's it is. <laughs> Amen. It's the power of God. It's not in word or deed, but in power. That's right. And that just in that uh, see, you know, when he wanted to go follow Jesus. Jesus turned around and says, no, don't follow me. Go tell everybody what the wonderful things that the Lord has done for you. Ah, that's a good point, yeah. And yeah. so when he went, he, and when Jesus came back to the uh, city of Decapolis, which means de, uh, ten cities, he had gone through those whole ten cities and told them what the wonderful things that the Lord Jesus Christ had, had, what he had done in his life. So that's my that's, testimony. That's great. That is exactly that's what Ed said earlier. What happened to him? He wanted to share the gospel with, with it. Well, that's what the lady at Samaria did. She went into the. She went and told everybody, "Hey, I want to tell you all the great things this man has revealed. You know that Christ has revealed to me." Anyway, well, we're out of time. Thanks for okay. sharing that, Rick. And you're welcome Amen. to join join us anytime on the on the call. And I want to thank everybody, and with that, because I I want to stay on our schedule. Uh, With that, I am going to close the call out. You all have a good week. And if any of you have any uh, suggestions for a topic uh, next week, I didn't know Billy Graham was going to die. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you all have a good night. Love you all. God bless you, brothers. Bye-bye. Have a good night. Good night.